Hey Caleb, what happens when our dear friend Hannah comes back from college? We record two episodes of the podcast with her at 10.45 p.m. Hello everyone. This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ. Through, through creativity. creativity. Yeah, that's close enough. Good <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 42nd episode of The Christian Artist. My name is Caleb. My name is Gunnar. My name's Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We welcome back, Hannah. Thanks for our forty-second episode. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's been a little. I while. think the last episode you were on was the like the fifteenth or something. Like it's been a while. Oh no, you were there with the cabin episode, weren't you? Okay, that's like the thirtieth or something like that. I'm not gonna look it up because it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's been a, it's still been a while though. It's been multiple, multiple, multiple weeks. And our cats are fighting in the other room. <laughs> my feet are scared. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this is what happens. Holy crap. Why are they making those terrible sounds? The cats are like literally just going at it on the floor right now. Charlie's like, wait for me. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not editing this out because this is really amusing. <laughs> That could be too amusing. Yeah, for, for regular listeners, we are not recording this in our basement. Um, for once, we are recording this in our kitchen Ooh. because it's late. Everybody's asleep. There's usually quiet at the house in this time of night, except um, for the cats. Except for usually, the cats. Apparently, didn't plan for the cats. I even unplugged the refrigerator so that you know the yeah it wouldn't be too noisy. So yeah. when the powers just disappear for a week. It's because they all got botulism. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get botched. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So. You plug your fridge in. <laughs> I'll plug it in when we're done. You're gonna yeah, you're it. gonna forget. Remember, I'm also sick, so if my voice like just suddenly like dies and my feet are still afraid <laughs> because of the cats. Okay, that I makes more sense. The cats are gonna hurt your feet. I don't think your feet. I don't think your feet can feel fear. I think it's just oh, you. You don't know being that. afraid for your feet. I don't think that your feet are actually afraid. You are afraid for your feet. Yeah, your feet off the floor for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> okay. It'll just be a good quad workout. Okay. Anyway, what are we talking about today, guys? Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Well. It's really late. Let, let's just, well, well, so the one sentence that will just finish this episode right here, just look at our, the three of us, our friendship. There you go. And then we're done. That's yeah. all you need to End know. Podcast. That's a biblical this friendship. This has been right? another episode of... <laughs> but no, since you have not had the privilege, most of you who have listened to this have not had the privilege of looking at our lives, you can't see what shining paladins of virtue we are, so uh, we'll have to just spell it out for you instead. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, there's tip one. Don't be like that. <laughs> Don't be prideful. That's probably a really good tip, number one. Well, no, I think you can be proud of the good friendships you have. Well, yeah, but pride in the biblical sense yeah. is never good. What's a good... Confidence. Confidence? Having confidence in your friends. But I think you can still be pleased with... Yeah, pleased friends. and confidence are better I'm words proud of than my pride. Friends. Yeah, yeah, proud. Yeah. I'm proud of my sense. friends. I'm not proud of my friendship with my friends. Ah. I'm proud of my friends. Okay, well, yeah, it's, it's fine to be proud of other people. Yeah. Like, that's okay. It's just But I think pride. it's also fine to be proud of your accomplishments. We need a different word of pride that has a positive connotation. Yeah, that's connotation. true. And I like, well, I like the okay. word confidence. So now we're getting into a theological concept here. Pleasing do, confidence. What, what do we actually accomplish on our own? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But you can still be proud of accomplishing it. Well, yeah, but that's just wrong. Why? 
Because you're not accomplishing anything. Yeah, I would say because if we're looking biblically here, you you do not have the capacity to do good without God. Yes. And so really God is the one to thank for all of your accomplishments. So you can be proud of God's accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's and then we go back to... yourself. No, I don't think you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, no, I'm, that's, that's what I think you I'm should be proud of God's work and you yes. and proud of who God made you to be. Yeah, but none of that is but your None doing. of that is you. It's but all about God. But not that it's like prideful and everyone can see my air quotes here. Prideful. <laughs> I think we could hear your air quotes. <laughs> okay. Prideful in the you sense hear the that wind. you think you're... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, friendship. I, <laughs> I hope you can hear my little air quotes. No, I, just we could hear the air quotes in your voice. We can definitely hear that. I was saying that you could hear the air quotes in your voice, not the, the, the physical motion of your air quotes. I knew what you meant. I, just, I was just like, well, I guess that's what he meant. No, it's not. He's not. So, yeah. Anyway, after that theological discussion of the word pride, let's actually talk about friendship. All right. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about biblical friendship today. Anyone have any opening thoughts on this? Do you have a verse to share with us, Connor? Oh, no, just for later. I wasn't really... Okay. We can first talk about why we feel like we need friendships. Okay, why do we have friends in the first place? <clears throat> Let's go back to the beginning. Now we're back... Oh. Now we're back to the beginning. Okay, that's not the song I was going to sing. It's I just, just messed it up. Oh, it's copyright. Copyright oh, issues. <laughs> but I had to bleep that, that out now. We've played songs before. But you had to play yeah, them and review okay, them. Okay, that's that a very pretty song. was a really great song by oh, Regina Spector. I really loved it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic song. At the movie and, oh, yes. But, it, but there are, I looked up the copyright things on this. It's very specific. You have to review the song for, like... Well, I get that song a 10 out of 10. Okay, well, there you go. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I can play that one on the piano. Pretty sure I downloaded it illegally. <gasps> Confession, <laughs> FBI is going to show up at her door and that's where he is. Oh my goodness. I have actually no idea where I got that song. I thought you said where the FBI is. No, everywhere. So it's okay. Oh, I don't remember when I got that song. So. I don't remember. Where, where are we going? Why we're having Why friends. we have friendships yeah. in the first place. Why we have friends that are a lot of work and kind of give you a headache sometimes. <laughs> Alright, so. <laughs> Sounds like you're bitter, Hannah. <laughs> no. Do you even want to be here right now? Well, I mean, no. Of course wow. I want to be here. Obviously, if I'm here at 11 o'clock, I probably want to. That's true. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God had commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Does it really say that? <laughs> 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 so essentially there we disproved 
dogs being man's best friend. Yes, we ah. <laughs> Myth yes. busted. Okay. Well, the rest, of the, I read this and I said blah, blah, blah. It's good. So, so I, about Connor, what you're trying to say. They're both naked and out of shape. Connor, what so. you're trying to say is that we, the only friendships we should ever have is with our spouse, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, you should ignore all other living creatures on the planet. <laughs> Except That's for your not spouse. biblical. You should name them all, but then ignore them. <laughs> and then you should eat from the trees. You should give all the people names. Then you should rebel against God and call eat from everyone trees. names. He told you specifically not to. Yeah, yeah. Call everybody names. <laughs> and eat from a tree that God told you specifically not to eat from. Wow, the cat is just so active. <laughs> She's really gotten so much skinnier. Wow. That's a lot of noise. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good starting place, but I think uh, um, another good place to go is just when you go throughout this, uh, the Bible, especially the Old Testament, I think. Oh, yeah. You see so many examples of good biblical friendships and well, how beneficial it was for them spiritually. But the, the reason, the thing we're talking about is why are you supposed to have a community? It's because... It's because God said man should not be alone. Well, no, God made us... To want community, I know. I exactly. mean, to need community, I know. That's that's why. I know. The why is not that God told us to. The why that God told us to because He made us that way. Okay. I think yeah. that even human friendships are just kind of like trying to fill the void that God has made for Himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that that communion kind of that you need with other people, you actually mm-hmm. need with God. So it's a, like a reflection of. Yeah, I think a reflection is a good word for it because I don't think it's necessarily that, oh, we really should just only be friends with God and not friends with anyone else because human friendships are still a great thing already. The community of the church especially is a great example of like we're all supposed to be corporately like worshiping God together and that's like that active community. Um, and so it's a community is really important, but it is ultimately a reflection of the commun- community that not only God has with himself, with, you know, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, but also the community that, and the communion that God wants to have with us. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's... Anyway, off topic. Um... Sorry, I was I wasn't paying attention to what you guys decided. I was I was reading something. No, that's right. I just had a really mind. deep theological statement, but uh, you, you know, missed it. Completely missed it. So yeah, so essentially, friendship is a good thing because it was encouraged by God. Which is a good reason that anything is a good thing. <laughs> so extremely valid. Something you definitely need. Mm-hmm. But then also. Gosh, darn it. I forgot about do that, that clock. Times, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's just gonna do it at the hour. So it's a different squeak for every. It doesn't for do every it eleven hour. times. No. It's no. just a different bird noise. One of my teachers Good. had a bird clock like that, and then in Christmas she'd change it to a clock that would play Christmas carols. Ah. And at three o'clock when school was done, the song was "Joy to the World." <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Good times. She was kind of a crazy teacher, but that's okay. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you guys blow on the cat, Hannah. That will help. I'll make it go if, away. <laughs> if you wouldn't have said anything, that would have been the funniest little cameo. Ah! <laughs> it's like she just stubbed her toe or something. <laughs> then try to like blow away the pain. <laughs> yeah, I can't even find that again. Anyway. What are you talking about now? Why friendships are important. 
Right. How do you be I think a good I think another good example to to go to is uh, David and Jonathan, um, mm-hmm. and talk about yeah. like how, I mean that that's like the almost the utmost example of biblical friendship. Um, I think it is. Yeah. Um, well, I think you know, God with Himself. My feet are. <laughs> <laughs> cats I so apologize scary. for this episode, guys. There's so many cat interruptions. Well, that's what you edit them out. For. I'm so oh. afraid of cats. Actually, I have myself. I have until like Saturday yeah, edited, so I should time. be fine. See, I grew up in a house where cats did attack your feet. Like uh, I have scars on my forehead from cats biting me. Oh, biting your feet. <laughs> on my you have scars yeah. on your well that was probably my own fault because I tried to teach my cat how to sit and he didn't like that because <laughs> I wanted a dog so my mom got a cat <laughs> <laughs> wow what is going on now huh I thought I'd explain this to you I don't like cats oh, okay. I have good reason I thought you. that's why you wanted to be in the podcast so you could tell the world my hate this cats. Pet problems <laughs> okay yeah Anyway, what I was going to say is uh, David and Jonathan, uh, a great example, obviously, of biblical friendship. And I think one of the most important things that I ever learned about the David and Jonathan's friendship is that the accountability that they had with each other um, is so, so important. And every single Christian um, needs that. They need someone who can be that accountability partner and just keep them honest with God and with themselves and you know, keep them going on the right path, and rebuke them when they need to be rebuked, encourage them when they need to be encouraged. And one of the things that has always stuck with me um, uh, was it Stu Weber, yes, who was who he did that, yeah, who um, he he was talking about uh, at the men conference we went to this uh, February. He was talking about how if Jonathan had not died, he doesn't think, or or if David had replaced Jonathan with another good accountable accountable friend then the Bathsheba episode would never have happened because you know his either Jonathan or that new friend would have said hey David I see you have your eye on this girl we need to talk about this like because obviously the the whole Bathsheba episode didn't just happen overnight he didn't just go up on the top of his palace and say oh I should go sleep with that woman it was a a gradual thing where he was probably on the roof of his palace all the time and then was looking well, at this girl. The first thing is, it, it could have been a, hey, I found this lady and I'm going to sleep with her tonight kind of a thing. But the point is, he wasn't doing anything. He was bored. And he was yeah, sitting exactly. On top of he his was roof. being idle. Yeah, he was being idle and was like, oh, here's something to do. <laughs> well, I mean, but, well, that's the thing. He should have been at war. That's what he should have been doing. Right. He should have been leading his men, but he was just lounging in the palace. Yeah. So, Good stuff. Yep. What's other we can go to? Biblical friendships. Um, okay. So oh, oh. I would. One thing I also wanted to hit. I think. Do you possibly know um, more than I do about the Ruth and Naomi friendship? I was just gonna there bring that go. up. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was hoping that you'd be able to talk yeah. about more. Because um, you, you know, you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a mother-in-law. <laughs> no, well, no. <laughs> you know what I mean. I talked about David and Jonathan. Okay, yeah, I was trying to think of like female relationships, mm-hmm. and that one popped into my head. Yeah, at the beginning of the school year, I wrote a paper on Ruth. It was actually the, our topic was love and like the different types of love, and so I wrote how. Gosh, what did I write about? I wrote about the different relationships in the Book of Ruth. So like Ruth to Naomi, Ruth to Boaz. Ruth to God, God to all the peoples, that sort of thing. So that 
the best type of love is an unconditional love, mm -hmm. obviously. Agape in the Greek. Agape, yes. Not the romantic love that... Eros Ruth and Boaz had no romantic love, really. But when you look at the story, how he, like, saved them by... This is, like... It sounds insulting to women, and it, in a sense, is, if you think about it in our cultural perspective, but in their mm -hmm. cultural perspective, like, people didn't marry for love, which like, yeah. oh my gosh, people, like, didn't get to choose? Well, yeah, okay, that's history. So <laughs> yeah. You can be as offended about it as and you And that's want. the thing. Most and, of those relationships ended up being well, loving. Well, they were I mean? successful because they weren't based on the arrows, like, infatuated right, romantic Ah, uh, that's a good that point. This is what I wrote my paper on. Okay. okay, it's all coming back. Okay. Is that since they had the committed love, like, Boaz saw that this was his duty to marry Ruth because he was, like, the next of kin or whatever to marry them. So right. then they had, they weren't, like, just off in the streets because exactly. that's and how that's, the culture worked. Mm -hmm. Like, unfair to women, okay, yeah, sure. But that's, I agree. But, like, that's how the culture worked. So then you can see, like, he had a commitment, not that, oh, like, look at Ruth. She's so beautiful. I right. Eros love her. And it was, no, it was a commitment of an unconditional thing. Like, like I will take care of this yes, woman. Yes, I am. Which because, is, I think that's a much better way to start like, a relationship. Yeah, than... I do too. And when I think about it like that, like if someone's saying, I'm going to take care of you because I see like this is my duty and this is my role. Mm -hmm. And you're not just like looking on the outside like, oh, I think you're beautiful. Let's get married. Like right. I think that's more insulting than just saying like. And, and both of them are kind of to an uh, an uh ignoring of the person's like inner qualities and to some extent but yeah you know what i mean but like the second one is a much more it's a much better way to if you're going to not if, if you can't get to know someone before mm -hmm. you're getting married that would be a much better way to go into a marriage rather than superficially saying oh you're pretty let's get mm -hmm. married so we can have sex all the time yeah, or something like that you know right you know other the the better option would be i'm going to marry you because I want to take care of like mm -hmm. I think it's my duty to take care of you even if I don't mm -hmm. know you I'll get to know you and right. I'll take care of Which you I don't recommend doing taking care but... of you is the most important <laughs> getting thing married? no just getting married getting married when you don't know someone yeah I oh. wouldn't recommend that either but again that's the call that was the culture yeah so. so looking at you have to look at it in the cultural context mm -hmm. otherwise you just get offended and angry don't do that look and at one, it of, the one of the things context. too is that Nowhere do you see a biblical marriage based on that Eros romantic love. It's always based on that this is a relationship with us well, and God. You know what I mean? Actually, okay, like my example that I can think of an Eros relationship would be Jacob and Rachel. But there he had to work and be committed because mm -hmm. he had like work however many years. Exactly. So there he like put in the commitment, mm -hmm. like it started out the Eros and then how God worked it out. It's mm -hmm. like, nope, commitment. And then it, nope. You, you seem to have really studied this. I don't know most of the things you're talking about. Really? See, I, I've studied like I know that. Galatians and James about how to tell off, you know... Uh, <laughs> Catholics? <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> this is the real podcast now. <laughs> we won't talk about what we talk about. Off to be fair, I know a lot about how to argue with Roman Catholic, specifically from Galatians. Have you looked up, though, how Roman Catholics argue against... How Roman Catholics would argue about Are they right. Protestant? Yes. And none of them have made any sense. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the main problem... I haven't, so I don't know if The main problem I'm with just them saying, like, that's is they base, they base all of their 
I, you know, their uh, excuses or, you know, reasonings or whatever off of something we don't consider be, to be scripture. <laughs> well, yeah. you know no, what I mean? I, it's more I like, haven't studied it, so okay. I really am not. So, or they take it. scriptures completely out of context, <laughs> like yes. the whole, you will be the rock of the church, Peter. It wasn't saying that was. Peter will be the Pope. That's what no. he was talking no. to everyone. He was talking to all the disciples. You will be the rock. He was just using like Peter Jesus as an example. was the cornerstone. Exactly the rocks. Yeah, Jesus was. They the are the rocks building no, up beyond the cornerstone. And to be Metaphorically, fair, yeah. Peter was the leader of the disciples. So when he was saying specifically to Peter, "You are the rock," or whatever. So does that was Peter, Peter authority over the Paul? Disciples? Yeah. Really? I mean, he was yeah. the Peter, favorite. Peter eleven but... disciples. No, no. Uh, John was John was, John was uh, the beloved. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Peter was <laughs> the, the one whom Jesus yeah. loved, as John <laughs> says himself. Yeah. Yes. And oh, uh, conceited. One who Jesus. Well, he was just telling the truth. <laughs> okay, we were having a good conversation until I brought up Catholics. Yeah, come on. No, I don't well, I mean, this is a good conversation. I just. But yeah, I, 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 there, I think the reason that I know about all this stuff too is I've studied the Old Testament. I think a lot more than you have. You, you studied yeah. the New Testament quite a bit. I studied, I like studying and, the Old Testament. And the thing is, I, I probably would enjoy the Old Testament more. You probably but would. But this is, I, I can relate this more to people I know. Oh, that's like, true, yeah. The, one of the you feel like reasons, you can, it can apply to your life more. No, it, I feel like I can apply this to other people's No, no, lives what I'm saying more. is like your situation more. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whereas you, you find out, you know, uh, all this random stuff about people in the Old Testament, you're like, well... This is a completely different culture. Well, that's culture, where I would like, challenge you, know. you is that I think the Old Testament is very relatable. Oh, no. I, I like... Um, One of the coolest things about the Old Testament, I think, is that everything points to Christ, yeah. ultimately. And then you can learn so much about what Christ says uh, from learning what led up to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things, when I hear people, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's something I've been thinking about lately. When people focus so much on Jesus' teachings... What they forget to realize is that the Bible is Jesus's teachings. Mm-hmm. The, the letters in red, those are not Jesus's only words. The entire Bible yeah. is Jesus's words. Jesus was there at the beginning mm-hmm. and he's going to be there at the end. And everything in between is about Jesus and written f- mm-hmm. uh, from Jesus's perspective, like from his mouth right. through all of these people. And so all of these things point to Jesus, but... That doesn't mean that when Jesus was on the earth, that is the ultimate, um, ultimate, uh, des- uh, well, not, not destination, the ultimate conclusion of all scripture and everything is focused on those verses. It's that that is the middle and, and the, um, the centerpiece of, of this bigger mass. masterpiece. Yeah. It, it's when- the centerpiece of the masterpiece, not the only thing that matters. Actually, okay, the hourglass metaphor works really well because that little piece in the middle of the hourglass, that's how you get from old to new, is mm-hmm. like the sand falls through that little piece. And without that little piece, it couldn't transfer to like... But that doesn't mean that everything is about that Right, piece. but there's a whole lot of other There's a whole lot of other, yeah. Above and below that really important little space. Mm-hmm. Bam, that's a beautiful metaphor. The, uh, the quote by Charles Spurgeon of... <coughs> he always says, uh, preach Christ or nothing... Mm-hmm. And that has been used out of context before on me, I think at least once, maybe just once. Um, but I was told this and I was like, no, preach, I mean, wait, preach unless Christ preach Christ, Christ, or, Christ nothing. or nothing. So basically I took that as if you're not talking before. about how God loves everybody and that he offers grace to everybody, then don't speak. 
And I, that, that's how I took it, and I'm pretty sure that's what the person That's meant. what the person meant. I, and I know yeah, that's Because when I think, like, if meant. someone says preach Christ or nothing, I think of all, like, what Jesus's personality is. And his personality, like, Jesus didn't just appear in, like, Luke 2. Oh, there's Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, like, he's, he's a, all exactly. of the other, like, 40 books before Genesis that. 1. So, yeah. It, he's hovering so on I the think, waters. So when he was someone says preach Christ or nothing... When I think Christ, I think, oh, well, that's the entire Bible. So, like, yeah. that quote makes sense to me, but that's how I think about it. Is yes, like and, and the that's encompassment. And that is exactly. Bible. Then I was talking about, like, the Crimson Cord thing of, you know, everything from the Old Testament is all leading up and prophesying Jesus. And then mm-hmm. everything after that is clarifying, is clarifying and everything that's happened, like, like building about, on Jesus. Right. Like in the New Testament, when they talk about the angel of the Lord a lot, I think that's Jesus. That is one of the things that a lot of scholars will say is that when it says the angel of the Lord and, and those physical manifestations mm-hmm. of the Lord as a human, mm-hmm. that may be a pre-incarnate Christ, right. and which it, is interesting to the nth and degree And like when you me. think of some of the things, like I can't think of, I don't want to quote things poorly, but some of the things like that the angel of the Lord did isn't like just what you would think of as loving and hugging and oh, yeah. smiling. He wrestled with Jacob through. once. Yeah, he broke his hip. Okay? <laughs> he broke his hip. Well, he put it out of his socket. So. Yeah. And he limped the rest of his life. You need to be real. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I literally didn't hear you that time. No, you J- Jacob um, wrestled with Jesus. The angel of the Lord. <laughs> the angel of the Lord, who may be a pre-incarnate Christ. We don't know for we sure. We can argue. Okay, like, I literally don't remember that at all. So. Um, see, it was, I, yeah, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Because, no, this is, like... I think it was about last year. I'm like, I know the stories, like what happened in the Old mm-hmm. Testament kind of thing. But I'm like, I never, when I read my Bible, I always read like Paul's letters. I'm like, I'm And that is what I'm drawing to as well. So, but I've actually started reading so all the way through like, the Bible. Oh, this is yeah. so refreshing. But then it's like challenging because you read this and you're like, okay, exactly. what, why is this in the Bible? Why, That's like, one of the main the things I've been learning. This? Like. Because I'm reading, I went, I read through a Genesis. Wrestling match? What am I supposed exactly. to get out of this? I read through Genesis. I read through Exodus. I read through Leviticus. Now I'm on Numbers. Okay, and good luck with Numbers. But it's still so important. It is, though. And that's what I'm reading. learning. Like, um, this is something I talked about with Connor, um, is that when you're just re- sitting there reading these chapters, it's sometimes it's just like, uh, I don't get yeah. this. But then what I did was I was playing video games one day, and I just popped in headphones and listened to the chapters. And so I'm just sitting there, you know, doing video games or whatever, listening to all these words, and I, I was I was forced to hear all of them. You know what I mean? I couldn't mm-hmm. skim. And so like I, I started hearing every single yeah. sentence, and it was, I started it was understanding really hard. it more. Me, me and Caleb were both reading, reading Leviticus about the same time. I'm not sure how or why. We I both just started. And then I was like, oh, you're reading Leviticus too? And, and he was listening to it, and I was like... You know, that's a really good idea. And he was like, yeah, it's a lot better idea. <laughs> it's a lot better hearing I, it. I just sat there and I, I would read it and then I'd be like, no, force yourself to read it. Got and it. I went back and was like, now I understand exactly how to do all of these ceremonial sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of okay. the things. Like, but it starts to make a very all small these... fraction of the Old yeah. Testament. So it's just an entire get hung book up of Leviticus. On Leviticus and Numbers. Just don't get hung up. Well, on those that's the thing. They're very Numbers important. starts out being um, about like, all the tribes going to this place and they're numbering all the tribes and all this stuff. But then it gets into the battles that these people had and the beginnings of going into the promised land, which are extremely important mm-hmm. for the like whole Israelite books. stories. Yeah. yeah. So 
Well, that has nothing to do with friendship at all. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. Oh, no, no, it's, this was actually you brought up the yep, old... This yeah. is all my phone. Yeah. Nah. This is how podcasts go. Yep. Yeah, I mean... You say we have a topic, and like, wait a second, what? No, we don't have a topic. When, whenever I'm reading... Um, whenever I want to read my Bible, I'm always like, oh, the Old Testament is great. Like, back when I was a kid, I always read the Old Testament because the Old Testament is a story. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's always talking about kings and getting into wars. Yeah. It's, it's interesting and it's, it's a story. But then when I got older and I was like, you know, I want to study my Bible so I can yeah. minister to my friends. Then I just went to the new Testament and started reading that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow, all of this wisdom that nobody understands. <laughs> I have to read this and tell people this. And that's what I did literally. Yeah, no. Seventh, eighth, like... ninth, tenth, today. <laughs> this morning. I mean, it, yes. No, literally this morning. I was just, I was reading James and... Um, it's just like, oh my gosh, how do people not understand this? The ultimate thing that we want to get across here is is the difference between a secular friendship and a biblical friendship. Mm -hmm. And not only is the biblical friendship way more constructive and it's way more helpful, well, obviously if you're a Christian, um, well, even if you're not a Christian, a biblical friendship friendship is is so much deeper and, and better um, but, um, darn. You said but. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, and, you know, even if, even if it's not constructive and, and helpful to have a biblical friendship, even if it's like, it's harder to do it. Oh, I think it is. But no, even if it's, it even if it's not as helpful to you, it's still the fact that we should be set apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing that stands out more than a biblical friendship. Wait, are you saying it's harder to have a biblical friendship? Or harder not to have a biblical friendship? Uh, I, I say it goes both ways. I, I say it's the harder, same thing with having a relationship with Harder in the, in the way that you will have experience more consequences in your life and you yes. will have better, or you will have worse situations happen in life kind of a thing. You'll have a worse quality life. But without also, but harder without biblical friendships. Right. And, but also harder in the terms of a biblical friendship is hard to maintain. Yes. And it's the same thing with a with okay. a godly yes, relationship. I, I would say, yes. well, with with a relationship with God, is that I would say biblical friendships are more worthwhile, mm-hmm. but they're yes. also more work. Exactly, and that's exactly yes. what we just said. So, except so you summed it up much God. nicer. <laughs> yes. Well, I, know, I was going to say the same thing. It's with with God, except not in those exact terms. It's like you know, y- it makes your life uh, better overall. But that's because you have joy. It does not make you happier because mm-hmm. happier is about temp- temporal circumstances. Right. Um, and joy is about oh, we should have being happy despite your joy because that's one of my favorite topics. That's my middle name. You <laughs> interrupted me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was talking. You made him less joyful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not happy anymore. You can be angry and joyful. I can actually. Yeah. I've, I've actually done that, that a makes lot. More sense. Usually I'm happy. I'm like usually I'm very joyful when I'm angry because then I feel like I have a reason. You know, I, I feel like I have a purpose. To... We should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> He means when he's like angry at sin, kind of a thing. Well, I mean, it's no, like, mostly, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're like, I'm joyful that God I, has given yeah. me. I have a passion for. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's a great thing to be angry at sin because yeah. if you're not, then you're happy with sin, yeah. and that's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so you're joyful that God has given you His eyes to see sin for what it is. Yeah, and I feel like that's another thing. It's like, um. With the whole thing of like, um, God who, just God hates people because of what mm-hmm. they do, but He doesn't just hate the sin; He hates us. Um, 
But, you know, in the same way, where am I going with this? I just completely lost it. You're you're going to hate is not the opposite of love. Yes. Well, no, we already talked about that. Did we? I'm sure we've talked about it some time on this podcast. I think you're you're going to what Pastor Aaron was saying, River Hills, where you're saying God still laments for the sinner. He still wants the sinner to come. Yes, no, 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 that's not what I was talking about. But I I was thinking of like, it's hard to see that hate is a sin because it's like, well, if somebody is doing something wrong, you know, I should hate them, right? Because they're sinning and I should hate sin, right? Okay. But and be, I was thinking yeah, about that would be the today. justification that people would use, definitely. Yes, and I was thinking about this today or yesterday or something like that, and I was thinking, well, you know, like how does God hate us? And like that's breaking His own law, right? Mm. But it's not because the reason He gave us that law is because I can't hate you because you do the same things that I do. We're exactly. both sinners. Yeah, God has a right to hate us because He's not a sinner. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to comment we, on that once you finished up, but good job, to you. No, thanks. But yeah, we, we can't hate each the, other yeah. and be justified with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you should still hate the fact that sin, you know, you should still hate sin enough that um, that you feel that conflict when, yeah. when your friend is sinning or whatever. Right. You, like you, or you, when you're sinning. Yeah, you, you should, you feel that's that the thing. Struggle. You go to war with sin in yourself, yeah. but to a larger extent, you go to war with sin for the sake of your friends because yes. it's destroying their lives too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I thought I got that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh. good. But, but, but don't hate your friends. Well. Yeah, don't hate your friends, though. That's not a good thing. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that you're called to be holy, that gives you the right to hate sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're supposed to be Christ-like. You're not the judge. Yeah, but so you're ultimately you not the judge. People. You don't get to yes. pronounce the judgment. You don't, get, you don't get to be wrathful in the way that God is wrathful. Mm-hmm. You just need to hate sin and try to stamp it out you know, in whatever ways you can. But ultimately, it's the person's own responsibility to stamp out their own sins, so you can't just go yes. kill well, them, you know, because they're sinners. They can't stamp out their own sin. That's God. Well, I, I know. What I mean is, like, the process of... Uh, they have to... The process of uh, sanctification. They need to work that out with God and let God break the... Yes. Successfully yes. break the power of sin over them. That's ultimately... Uh, I need to surrender myself to God and let God do that. Otherwise, that resistance is still there and nothing will change. Agreed. Yeah. You cannot save yourself from sin. Yeah. Don't be misled. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I like I missed we, you, Hannah. I like when we don't have to take ourselves seriously when we talk about this stuff. Um, I was being very serious. Yeah, well, I'm no, also no, glad no, you no, agree no, with us. <laughs> yes, it is very encouraging <laughs> that somebody actually agrees with almost everything we say. I, don't, I can't. I can't think. Of and calls us out on our crap when you don't think we're right. Yeah. And then we usually find a middle ground where we're like, oh, we were both right and wrong. We just yeah. had to find the, the right way to phrase this. Yeah, then you were biblical friendship. Yep. <laughs> I think we need to group hug. <laughs> oh, okay, go go go. Oh, big hug. Okay. Okay. All the listeners are really confused. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never do that again, um, shall we? Okay. Yeah, no, but I mean, to explain this to our listeners, I mean, it's just, it's very encouraging to see somebody who, who still gets it and is cool. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's hard to find people, Um, I don't know, it's just it's just hard to find actual Christians. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Preach, I mean, seriously. Yes. No, I um, definitely have been struggling that, like, 
with that this mm-hmm. year that what I have here mm-hmm. I don't have at school. And this yeah. is another one of the reasons that I, or one of the things that I, well, I can't say that on the podcast. Dang it, I was going to reference the. <laughs> okay, I, but I'm going to talk about something then real quick. Um, well, I think one of the most important things that you can have as a Christian is a support system. And biblical friendships are the the weaving of that support system. And, and you know, family as well, but those are also biblical friendships in a way. Um, but this is why it's so important um, to build up accountability partners, to build up those biblical friendships, to build up a community of people around you to keep you accountable. Because you, you don't have that things get really screwy and you end up making decisions, very, very poor decisions that you've been led into because you don't have that accountability. You don't have people telling you, oh, you know what? That thing you were just saying, that doesn't sound exactly right. And let's check it with the Bible. Mm-hmm. You just have yourself to go off of, which is never a good place right. to be. Um, and this is something that I think um, is is really important, when, especially in our age group, um, specifically like mine and Hannah's. Um, and to some extent, Connor, he's starting to get to that, that place too, of just the college age, like going into the world kind of a thing where you, a lot of people are moving to other States, moving to different colleges and stuff like that, and not leaving their support systems behind. And, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to a college just for that reason. Like, obviously if, if you feel like God is calling you to go somewhere, you need to go there, even if you don't have a support system there, but it's incredibly important that when you get to that new place, when you get to a new situation where you don't have a support system, you need to build one as fast as humanly possible. Or actually, it's inhumanly possible because, you know, God's on your side. Um, uh, well, okay, just, like, since I'm one of those people who no, go ahead. state yeah. and has, like, building as, I wouldn't say, like, as fast as possible. Like, well, that's, yeah, and what I mean is, pa- what I mean by possible is don't, be not, don't rush it. Well, but, like, don't, like... Definitely be looking for it, mm-hmm. but don't be disappointed when it doesn't happen. Exactly. Because I will, like, honestly say I don't have a support system. Mm. Not, like, to the extent that... You don't have a support system at college in the same way you have a support system here. Yes. It just looks different. And exactly. it's a lot, I don't know, like, as far as, like, strong Christian friends. I have mm. friends who are Christian, but... And then there's a lot of friends who aren't. Mm. So that sort of thing that don't get discouraged when it doesn't happen because... That's not necessarily, like, having a support system is really great, um, present all the time, but, like, your support system is still present. It's just, you know, miles away or whatever. Uh So... And you can still call upon those people to be your support system, but it's going to be different, and you're going to have to be ready for that. Yeah, I've kind of just come to the realization that you might not get something that's exactly identical to what you had. Exactly. And also what I've realized is that it, instead of, I think you... It's easy to get confused instead of going to God, you go to some godly person, which isn't bad at all. In and of self. Right. If they still, but also I think instead of your first instinct to be like, oh, I need to go talk to this person, make it, oh, I need to go talk to God. So that's definitely Mm -hmm. something I've learned just this first semester is that, oh, well, I guess my support systems, you know. And he's like, well, wait a second, you have the God of the universe on your side. Like, you have your support system and it just, like, that's the thing. Even if you system. are in the middle of no one else is a Christian around you, you still ultimately have God, and that should be enough. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that. And it's very hard, but that 
is enough. Christ should always be enough. You should always be satisfied with Christ, even if you don't have anyone else. And that's why those biblical friendships are like so valuable because Mm -hmm. that's your reflection of what God is, of what a relationship with God looks like is between two very imperfect, flawed people, but still it's good to have. So that's definitely something like, for anyone listening, mm-hmm. if anyone's listening, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I uh, that, that spoke... don't get discouraged if your new support right. system doesn't look like how mm-hmm. it did, because I've definitely noticed like me growing that oh like it's I'm an adult now yeah. I'm kind of responsible for myself. It's a balance, obviously, mm-hmm. but like it's you and God, and it takes kind of takes that middle out the middleman out or something like oh look i can have my own relationship yeah with yeah, God. yeah it starts to make you realize that you have to have your own faith because no one else mm-hmm. will have it for and you i don't think it's to say that i didn't have that before exactly yeah but it's just realizing how much more important it exactly. is like oh my gosh if i didn't start working on that beforehand <clears throat> where would i be now yeah like, i would be in it'd be interesting i don't want to know yeah and, I, and even though <laughs> even though i you know i'm still in the same place that i was three, four years ago, my support system has definitely changed be- mm-hmm. because a lot of the people who were my support system left mm-hmm. and I had to have a new support system. Obviously my family has always still been there and the, the co- and a lot of the core people that have always been a support system in my life for as long as I can remember are still there, but it's, it looks very different because everyone is changing. Everyone is growing. Relationships just change. And, you know, again, that doesn't mean that the relationships are changing for the worse. Sometimes they are, obviously, but the, like, um, you just need to be aware with the shifts and 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 just work with them instead of trying to fight against them because mm-hmm. it's gonna happen no matter what. You have God ultimately; He can help you with all of that. You just need to trust Him and what He's doing in your life and with the people He's placed in your life at that moment. One thing I will say that I've always. I've always seemed to practice, but not, uh, it never really worked for me. And, uh, <laughs> um, I'm just kind of whatever, but, um, it's, you know, it's the it's thing midnight. of, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> it is midnight. I, I'm trying to, exp- uh, to keep expounding upon it without actually telling you what I'm talking about first. That's just silly. But anyway, um, it, it's the whole idea of if, if you're a Christian and I'm a Christian, there's literally no other reason we need for us to be friends. As long as you're actually a Christian, I'm actually a Christian. There should be no problem here. Um, that doesn't happen, like, mm. ever. And, I like, I want to, like, tell every preacher in the world to preach that right now. Because just, because, you know, I, I feel like that's how this happens sometimes. It's like, oh my goodness, where did my support system go? It's because people don't trust each other when they realize that two people are Christians. It's mm. not, it's, it's this thing of, ooh, but what if you're not and what if I'm not or, you know, I've... Like, I can't just trust you right away because then you'll, you know, back off a little bit. It's be like, no, we should be like, my goodness, I found another one. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and and the problem is, is because everybody thinks they're a Christian. Everybody wants to pretend that they're a Christian Mm -hmm. or that they're a good person. So it's hard to figure out, you know, who actually is a Christian. But if you're looking in the right place, if you find a Christian, you know it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's still this whole doubting thing of, of, you know... The enemy trying to put these doubts in your mind of like, you know, whoa, you can't just be all trusting. It's you know you need to be. Mm-hmm. This is this, especially this, I this think Christian is now in your life. Especially I think in our ch- in your own church family. Yes, like in your church, if you find a Christian or if somebody becomes a Christian, it should be. 
instant trust. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like your church, you should have that trust with everyone in your church. Obviously, there should be, you know, there there are definitely going to be people, especially in a church like ours. Like I, I don't think River Hills is as much this way, um, which is our grandparents' church, which I think we've talked about before. Um, but our church specifically, Faith, um, has a lot of seekers. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people who are just kind of coming transiently and trying to check out this God thing kind of a thing. Um, and I think we do a great job for seekers. We do a great job of ministering to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does present some problems in trying to have strong Christian bonds together as a church family, mm-hmm. which I think something that a church is should be working on in the coming years and stuff like that. And something I, that I, I want that, to be a part of yes. in our church. I think that everybody in ministry is very strong and is together. Oh yeah, definitely. The problem is that it's hard to get more people to be like that mm-hmm. when our focus is on the seekers. Yeah, that's true. We're trying to make everybody a Christian. Um, and I think we're doing a... I'm not trying to diss on our church. I mean, our, our church is fantastic, especially for what they do. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, there, there are going to be problems with that. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's harder to... Um, I want to say go deeper. I mean, we have yes. we have Bible studies available, and you yeah. go deeper, and that's that's kind of the point. But it's hard to feel that that in sense a regular of community church because service, it, yeah, yeah because it's hard to because you don't trust everybody. You, you don't, don't know anyone. Yeah, we, we're you know we're not I mean? a family because you know. And our I've church is very big. Yeah, yeah, our church is like seven hundred people, and I've never I've haven't met a oh, third yeah, no, of I, those. I barely. I haven't met two thirds of those people. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I barely like any of the people. Faith, who comes to our youth group right now, she came to our church for two years and we didn't know her until recently yeah I, well i think a lot of that is too is a lot of teens come with their parents to the yes. church and then and never then, go to youth group well, you know and, and it's the same which thing is of, i think it's a problem on our um and too is because we have made youth group such a priority mm-hmm. that we don't ever try to minister to the teens outside yeah. of youth group it's like well if you're coming to youth group we'll minister to you but if you're just going to the regular church well we don't care about you well, yeah well it's, it's because it's this big awkward thing to walk up to a teenager with their parents and be like hi my name is this are you a true christian or are you lookworm <laughs> we should be friends i mean you know it's yeah, and, and that, that's the thing to do that. Friendship comes when you're in your youth group together. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. So y- you know, it's 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 that thing of okay, I don't trust you because I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's hard to to know that when it's a seeker church. Like when when we went to River Hills, mm-hmm. uh, past couple of weeks, you know, it not hundreds. What am I saying? Like. Three or four people came up to us and was like, "Hi, my name is this." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know where that ever came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three or four people were like, oh, "You know, hi, uh, this is my name. Uh, where you guys yeah, come from?" Yeah, random people that we didn't know. Yeah, and it was like, and they just did that, and they felt comfortable. Well, they didn't feel comfortable about it, but they were like, you know, they did it, and they didn't have a problem with it because, yeah. hey, new people come to our church, and our church is amazing and small. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and their church is very small. Yeah, and then they would it's, notice it's so that easy. a lot more. Yeah, and it's so easy to just be like, "Hey, yeah. there's one person who I've never seen before." our church i'll say hi to them mm-hmm. um but it's it a lot harder church. if you say that like hey is this your first time at your church no i've been coming here for exactly. two years and you know it's like 700 people um, which is it's always funny when we do the whole uh, shake you know shake hands with the person next to you thing is like you've probably been coming to this church for a long time i don't know who the heck you are uh, but you know i'll shake yeah. your hand yeah, every, you know everybody just kind of looks like yeah i'm a part of this church and it's like yeah i am too i don't know who you are and so I think a lot of what our church does is that the ministry stuff that we do and like the Bible studies we have, those are the actual church. Mm-hmm. That's the church family. That's the the, the body of believers. Yeah, the community. Whereas outreach. the services are more of all of those minister like people 
are ministering to the other people who are coming to the service yes. and trying to make disciples out of them, which is, which is, I think, is a really good way to handle that. Yeah. It's just really hard to juggle all of it that. It is very hard mm-hmm. to juggle all of that. I think our church does a fantastic job Absolutely. of it, but it's still hard. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read Colossians. This is, this is another thing I was um, thinking about doing for the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The secret thing. Yeah, I'm talking in code now. Um, <laughs> Our listeners are intrigued. Uh, yeah. You'll never find out what it but, is. But uh, this, is, this is what brought Ever. about this whole thing of, hey, I'm talking now. <laughs> I'm just adding more intrigue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is what brought up this whole thing of, um, you know, I never felt like when I was a Christian, and, you know, you were a Christian, and it was just kind of like, we don't trust each other, and you know it's usually because, you know, we're we don't not have a lot. Of, yeah, we're not interested things, in the same in, things. We don't have a lot in common. So it's just kind of like eh, I'll just be friends with other people, and it's like no, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. We're both cool Christians. I I, I love what you uh, are passionate about, and mm-hmm. what I love what you um you know bring to our youth to God, group. Yeah, yeah. I, I, doing like for God, <laughs> doing to God. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. But, um, <laughs> wrong preposition. Yeah. Yes. You know, but it's it's this thing of well. But, you know, we don't have really anything in common. There's nothing yeah. we could really do when we hang out except for talk about the Bible, which is the only thing I really like to do when I hang out with people. <laughs> it's really <laughs> so fun. It's so funny, though, when, like, we're, we're doing, like, a role-playing game. We're just sitting there. And Connor, we just end up getting into theological conversations, like, every hour. There's always yeah. one, every Connor hour. starts that. Connor, no. every time. He'll just open up a moment. He'll just be looking time. through his Bible while we're doing this, and then just be, like, point out a verse, start reading it, and then we'll just get into this huge discussion. It ends up, you know, talking about politics or aliens or something like that. Yeah. Well, it, did, it did end up one time talking about aliens. It was, it was interesting. It was because great. Because we're aliens in this world, and that we don't belong. No, no, no like, no, like actual aliens. Actual aliens. Yes. Yeah. It didn't actually uh, relate. Yeah, like, it was, it is was it possible all... that there are aliens out there? Oh, um, it was possible. We should not get into yeah. that. No, well, we don't. Was, that tangent. Uh, it was it was theoretically possible we be to perceive. Uh, yeah. uh, wow. <laughs> but it was like it's theoretically possible wow. to perceive that there are multiple dimensions and God has just created all these different dimensions and you know all these things different things. And going the only reason on. the reason the Bible doesn't talk about them is because it's our Bible for yeah, us. You know, it's, you know it's, this is it's our technically story. possible. And, and but... it's theoretically possible. It just doesn't matter. But exactly. It was interesting. I I, I liked the. Uh, I think it was it was Trevor saying. Yeah, yeah, we were talking was, about that was Trevor. cool. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't think we both had good arguments, so mm-hmm. I respect it for that. Uh, I anyway. just I think mine's the true one, but <laughs> wow. Okay, anyway, just saying. So this oh, is dear. Colossians one. I wouldn't have been having the argument if I didn't. <laughs> this is Colossians one. I'm just going to read a bit of this, and uh, Ooh, this Colossians. is kind of I brought this up, but yeah, I like Colossians. Um, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, uh, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, uh, grace to you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth, as you also learned from Epaphras, Epaphras, Epaphras? Epaphras. Epaphras. Thanks. Uh, as you learned from Epaphras... I've heard our... Pastor Gabe talk, uh, say that name a lot. <laughs> okay. As you learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant who was a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. And right away I was like, he doesn't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I was listening to Pastor Gabe talk about this, and he didn't make this connection, but he was saying, you know, it's just, you know, he hasn't met the people before, and I was mm-hmm. just like... Sure sounds like Well, hold up, yeah. I mean, he's just like, hey, Epaphri, or Epaphri's like, hey, Paul. Um, Epaphras. Epaphras is like, hey, Paul, I, I met these guys. They're cool. They're really strong Christians. You should write a letter to them telling everything that they should do. Okay. And he writes this gigantic letter um, telling them how awesome they are, and he doesn't even know them. Um, mm-hmm. and instantly it's this, hey, you're a Christian? All right, here we go. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, it's this simple thing of like, once you're a Christian, you are accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, you are my brother. Mm-hmm. I trust you. I'm going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to pray for you. Like, uh, the, the very next verses is for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Mm-hmm. Then you walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. He just goes on and on and on about all these things that he's praying for them. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you don't even know these people. Yeah. And, and in my eyes, I wouldn't have, I would not have done that. I would have been like, okay, Epaphras, I want to make sure these guys are actual Christians before I write this gigantic letter and but, pray but then for them again, all the time. If we're talking about culturally, it was uh-huh. against the law to be a Christian at this point, and uh-huh. you would have been stoned. So yeah. it's pretty obvious that these people are actual Christians. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and that makes sense culturally. I, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this, though. It's just like, I would not have done this in, you know, in today's day and age. I yeah. would not have done that. One of the interesting things that I'd like to point out is that, um, and this is something that I didn't know until I was listening to the What podcast and, and realized what this verse meant, which is what the What podcast does a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was talking about how the the verse where Jesus is saying, you know, whatever you've done to the least of these, my brethren, you've done to me. Mm-hmm. He was not talking about random Joe, poor Joe on the street. He was talking about the brothers and sisters of Christ. When he says the least of these, he said the least of these, my brothers. He mm-hmm. was not talking about poor people. He was talking about Christians. Yeah. When you what you do to Christians, you do to me. What you do to my body, you do to me. It's not what you do to the random Joe, you do to me. It's what you do to these Christians, how you treat these Christians. They're part of me. They're my body. You are accountable to them. They're accountable to you. You're supposed to encourage each other, help each other, clothe each other, feed each other. It's a community. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's something I think we have completely lost in our culture because Christians are at each other's throats all the time. Where is that? Where is that verse about? That's what I was going to ask you too. Uh, I feel like it's in Matthew. I believe it's in Matthew. Google it. Okay. It's a race. And obviously, obviously Jesus talks in other verses about helping the poor and so on and so forth. But when he talks about that specific verse, that's what he's talking about. And people have taken that so out of context. It's not even funny. It's uh, well, twenty five forty Matthew. Oh, not even close. Okay, Matthew, I was close. In Matthew, Matthew twenty five. But you know, I, because I, that verse is something I would say is like what the Christian faith is known for is that oh, Christians are loving. They go into mm-hmm. jails and they preach Christ crucified yeah. and all that sort of thing. <laughs> So then that kind of, like, debunks that whole, like, stereotype of what Christians are, so. Yep. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the Bible debunks what people think Christians are. (laughs) That's fair, yes. I'd say 99% of the Bible (laughs) is different from what people think. I found a typo in the Bible. What? (gasps) They just didn't put enough spaces. It's in as much, instead of in as much as you did 
to maybe it was just spelled these, that way back then. One of the least of English. these, you did it to me. Is there any notes on that? Now, observe, brethren, if... No. Okay. I've never... I don't know how... I guess it depends on your translation. For believers, life here on earth is as bad as it gets. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Well, I mean... Well, you know, for those who refuse Jesus as their savior, life here on earth is as good as it gets okay yeah i'm looking at all of the translations up by each other every single one of them says brothers brothers and sisters or brethren which all mean the same thing it's a it's all... NKJV, apparently apparently well yeah and what does it nkjv say mm-hmm. uh, as surely i say to you and as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these you did not do it to me and these will go away into everlasting punishment but the righteousness into eternal life. So that's what makes me think, okay, when he says go away into everlasting punishment, is that the people who are doing the deeds or the people who are receiving the deeds? Or both? Because when he says... So, okay, King James says, least of these, my brethren. This one hmm. Because if he's saying it departs into the internal... F- what does it say? Everlasting punishment. Okay, so if the people receiving the goods... Or, like, the people in jail who aren't being ministered to, then they go into the internal punishment. Then they're not Christians. I know, exactly. That's what Jesus is getting at. He's saying, if you claim to be a Christian and you don't care about other Christians, you're not a Christian. Where's where's that quote? Uh, I think it's Charles Spurgeon as well. Is No, no, I'm not talking about the people who... I'm talking about the people who are, like sitting sick in jail and they're not no yeah that's not what he's talking about he's talking about the people if you don't if you don't minister to your christian brother brothers you are not following me like you should have the doer the doer is the one who goes yes okay because they're accountable for the the body of christ Mm -hmm. and if you are not caring for the body of christ you're obviously not part of the body and that's what he's saying that's one of the fruits that is necessary that will prove that you are a christian the the difference would be if if it was the other way around of you know you're not supposed to be caring for kind of the body of Christ and well it is it is kind of vague in this version but I don't know why. he he went through I can't remember what what uh, podcast it was that he went through it but he went through that passage in depth and talked about the context of mm-hmm. what it, what he was talking about and then other other um, passages where he uses the same language and it's always talking about brothers okay. and sisters so, of Christ. So like okay. always talking the word about used that. is very yeah. specific of He says every okay. other time he says anytime the the Jesus says brothers or brethren or brothers and sisters in the Bible, he is or like Paul says it or something like that, the same is the same Greek word and it always means Christians every single time. He okay. never talks about brothers in a universal sense. It's always mm-hmm. Christians. Um and I think that's one of the most important things to, to glean out of this biblical friendship thing is that as the body of Christ, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And if you're not doing it, maybe you should seriously consider your own salvation. You know what I mean? Well, like I mean, if you don't give a crap about other Christians, yeah, then I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> there's a verse or not a verse. There's a, there's a quote in the evidence Bible here. Uh, I don't know where it is. I don't I don't. <laughs> I'll write down the references to the to, to the, the quotes, quotes yeah. Um, but it was it was from Charles Spurgeon, and basically it was he like he has the best quotes. Yeah, except for preach Christ or nothing, but it can only be interpreted in exactly. The wrong way, so, it's but fine. all of these quotes can be interpreted yeah, in bad ways, obviously. But he was basically saying, um, I've heard that 
um, Christians, um, some Christians don't uh, love each other. And I, and I was, and I thought, well, um, I, if if that is true, you know, that saddens me. But I think that those people aren't Christians. Yeah. And he said it. He said it in a much different eloquently, way. much yeah. more eloquent. Um, but basically, it was like, if you know, if Christians don't love each other, then they're not Christians. Yeah. Um, and I think, but, yeah, as I said, that's one of the most important things that I think we can grasp from this is that you as a Christian have a responsibility, have a direct commandment from Jesus. He goes through all the things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to feed them when they're naked. Or... <laughs> Clearly, if you don't have enough money to buy clothes, <laughs> you probably need probably food hungry. Too. You need to feed them when they're hungry. <laughs> you need to feed them when they're hungry, clothe them when they're naked, visit them when they're sick. Th- those are the direct commandments of Christ. And <laughs> no. in, in context, he's talking about four other Christians. So if we aren't doing that as the body of Christ with each other, we might as well not be in the body of Christ. I just thought of the Tim Hawkins joke about the do you hear what I hear? And it's like, we will bring him silver and gold. It's like, I want a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's where my mind went. I was just thinking of, I was just thinking of like, somebody who's, who's naked to clothe them. In today's day and age, they'd be like, dude, put some clothes on. <laughs> I was just thinking of me just like running through at you with a towel, like, put some clothes on. <laughs> like, you poor person. Like, yeah. no, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Close your eyes, kids. Get in the but, car. But <laughs> this person clearly is a Christian. <laughs> back to a serious point. There was a um, much more but, widespread cases of nudity. Back yeah. then. <laughs> no, seriously, because tonight I went to the London service and he, he read the Garden of Gethsemane when that guy... I forgot about this part. When the guy just... Random I know. <laughs> that random nudist is following Jesus. Yeah. I love that part. I, like, so I, still, I still have yet to understand what the point of that was. No, no. So it was just a guy who who heard, saw Jesus walking. He's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, I can't miss this. And he yeah, put, no, no, wraps no, no. a towel around and something like runs out. The question is, why put it in the Bible? Like, uh, the only because God has a sense of humor. Is yes. for nudists too. <laughs> it's either God has a sense of humor or my idea of it is, well, God put it in there so we'd all understand that he doesn't take anything out. Because if I was God... He's like, well, unless I just think it's funny. But that's the thing. God has sovereignly planned all of this anyway. So he 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 planned planned for that guy to have to be there. So obviously there was a purpose. You know, that's going to be one of the coolest things I'm going to learn when I get to heaven. Why was there a naked man? He'll tell us his giant things. Like, turns out that that guy... Jesus led like a million people to Christ. It was awesome. <laughs> Jesus the coolest just... testimony. <laughs> God knew that Jesus was gonna be really stressed out and feel really down when he was in that situation. Well, so he, he, wanted, he wanted some humor. Comic relief. <laughs> or oh no, that's just stupid. Anyway, um, so back to the serious note that you were going on, um, which was with the whole um, if you don't love other Christians, oh, right, yeah, and maybe go. you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, before I misspoke and started yes. talking about naked people. Yep. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves as to whether you were in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know that you're, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Um, mm-hmm. That last part didn't really matter. But, you know, the point is, is that's a biblical thing is to make sure that you're not, yeah. you're actually a Christian. Um, but how you do that? 
is, I think, very important. Yeah. Well, you, you check yourself like, again mm-hmm. with what with Jesus has said. I thought you were going to say. I thought you going to say, check yourself before you wreck. Oh yourself. yeah, yeah, yeah. You check yourself before you wreck yourself because well, wrecking yourself will mean you go to hell. <laughs> but how you check yourself is not just looking like, hey, okay, I've done this, this, and this. I must be doing okay. No, it's well, no. It's the other way around. around. Is it's 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 not it's not. Oh, have I done enough good? Is it? Am I? Um, is this good that I'm doing coming out of the right yes, spirit? It, it, it's all about your reasoning. I mean, you could yes. be the worst Christian in the world, but still be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, culturally. <laughs> culturally. Um, but the point is, you you need to... If, if you're not a Christian, it means that you're, you know... It's all about the reasoning. I mean, I could I could try to witness to thousands of people. I mean, to be fair, I'm a, I'm a perfect example of this. I've tried to witness to people, and it's just like, every single time, it's just like, wow, I'm terrible at this. There's probably a good reason for that. I just haven't figured it out yet. Um, but like, I'm just, I'm just terrible at it, but that does not mean I'm not a Christian. It means, me trying. It means that you do not have the gift of evangelism. (laughs) When you, when you examine yourself, make sure you're using the mirror of scripture Mm -hmm. to do so. That's what I And then, again, it goes, that exact commandment in Matthew 25, that's one of the best ways to look at it. You say, okay, what of what of Jesus what has Jesus and Paul and you know some of the other apostles said about what we need to be doing as Christians? Let's check all of those. And most almost all of those have to do with a right reasoning, with a right view of how why you're doing it, a right intention. And if you're not lining up with those intentions, then you know you're not on the right path. Mm-hmm. Like a person who is not a part of the body of Christ would not have those inclinations to want to feed Christ's body or, or clothe Christ's body or visit them while they're sick. They would be like, well, I have better things to do than do this, mm-hmm. you know? But if you are part of Christ's body, you will have a desire to do that. You will want to do those things. Um, this is why I read James 1 this morning. Um, <laughs> Dog coming back. Yeah. It's morning uh, again. James one twenty two. <laughs> yeah, it is. You mean last yesterday morning? Yeah. But to uh, but be doers. Well, I'll start with verse twenty one then. Uh, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Mm-hmm. But he, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not forgetful, and not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So you said mirror, mm-hmm. and that's immediately reminded me too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a reason for everything. There you go. All right, so yeah. I think that's a good point to stop at. Uh, we have read have your verses, yeah. Yeah, we haven't read. And then we'll do a quick pizza match, and they'll be done. Read some of the classic verses on friendship. Proverbs uh, 27, 17. Classics. classics. Isn't the some Bible people, the classic? Yeah, some people are saying what I'm, I'm talking about right now. But, um, well, here, I'll, I'll do it in chronological order. Uh, okay. Proverbs 27, 5. Open rebuke is better than love, carefully concealed. Hmm. Uh, Proverbs 21, 6, 26, 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. I just punched Connor for those of you not benefiting from the video feed. Yeah, uh, twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And Proverbs eighteen. So I guess I am going backwards now. 
Yeah. Sorry, guys. Ugh, so much for the chronological order. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. So that call comes back to the accountability thing. Mm-hmm. Well, all of this is really about the accountability yeah. thing. Is if you're a friend, you should love your friend enough to tell them what they're doing is wrong. If you don't, and that is another thing. Is you, you know, it's easy to be like, dude, you're hungry. I should feed you because or else you'll die. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's harder, harder to, to, to say, see those spiritual needs and, yes. and get the guts to fill those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be and like, bro, you're not doing verse... the right thing. Can you read that Sorry. verse one more time? Uh, Proverbs 18.1? Yes. Uh, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. <laughs> judgment. Oh, what was the one that talked about love? Which one? Um, open rebuke is better than concealed love. Yes. Or open rebuke is better of... than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Yeah. So, when you go about talking to your friends, make sure that it's based in love. And there's a really good chapter in Corinthians that talks about love. I believe it's called the love chapter. Yes, I think you might be right. So that that that's how you go about talking to someone mm-hmm. that yeah because you love them and they're your friend. So and that's why Jesus overthrew the tables in the uh, in the temple because and, people were being scammed. Didn't <laughs> yeah. Always do that. When he went to talk to, like, the woman at the well, he wouldn't throw her into the oh, well. Well, exactly. yeah, no, because yeah, that, she wasn't doing anything wrong. She was just getting some water. He <laughs> yeah. was doing lots of well, things. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, at that moment, well, the people um, who were in the temple well, who he threw over the tables, they were actively scamming people. Right, right. And yes. <laughs> but it's not only in that. God's temple, too. It's not only that. They were the, the religious leaders. They're held to a higher standard because they're teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, like, it could go back to the, the woman who was caught in adultery. It was like... You know, she he also showed her you know great mercy, mm-hmm. even though she technically did, um, basically get like tricked mm-hmm. into that because clearly there's no guy. So, but I mean, she she technically still did it, so well, she yeah, did yeah, do no, something but, wrong. But at the same time, it wasn't just her fault. Yeah, they kind of set it up exactly. Um, but at the same time, you know, Jesus showed her mercy as to opposed to the Pharisee, which he probably wouldn't have showed as much mercy, or maybe if since she was in such a low position, like, you know, okay, such a vulnerable position. The point here is that Jesus used the best approach for the, the person who needed to hear. The Pharisees, they needed to hear rebuke. They needed to hear open rebuke, mm-hmm. telling them what they were doing wrong and showing them the error of their ways in the most violently verbal abuse mm-hmm. way possible because yeah. that was the only thing that would get through yes. to them. To be fair, um, I don't believe that Jesus ever lost his temper. When oh, no, no, that. definitely not. Because he literally, it, you know, he doesn't just carry a whip on him. I don't think he found a whip <laughs> lying in the temple. He, <laughs> he, he fashioned has, a whip. He fashioned Jesus a whip. Is actually he literally, Jones. like, I, I'm, just saying, <laughs> he, I, I'm thinking of him just sitting in the temple. He's like, why is oh. it always snakes crushing <laughs> the <head?"> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. But, you know, I'm just thinking of Jesus, like, in the temple and all this is going on or whatever. And he just. He's like, man, they're scamming people. And he just sits down and he's like, I gotta yeah, make a whip. Gotta make a whip. Drive <laughs> them all out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It no, doesn't just say that he got through. angry. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say, he just it says doesn't. that he drove him out with a whip. It was a I'm very just, calm thing. Yeah, he's just like, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? Please right. stop. I'll throw this table over. Yeah. That's and that's reason. the thing. Jesus was always in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's always in control, period. Because he's God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
You know, everything he did was deliberate. Mm-hmm. Everything he did was for the right reason. Everything he did was because he's God. Everything he did was sovereignly planned. And so you know, that's one of the best examples. It is the best example to ever look to in scripture because it's literally God acting as a human has to in everyday life, except he's doing it perfectly. So, yeah. Yep. But there is there is one book that I definitely read a lot in the Old Testament, and that's Proverbs. In mm-hmm. case you didn't. <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's a good one. Uh, to to close this off, just a really weird verse. I just the other day I was just like, what the heck? Why is this in the Bible? Um, but uh, Proverbs twenty six six: He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks the violence. <laughs> I That's just, odd. I don't know. There's some weird verses in the Bible. Whenever I come across one, I just have to share it with people because it's just drinks violence. I'm gonna have to use that sometime. You know, it's I'm just, more concerned with the cutting off of his own feet. Yeah, like, really? <laughs> I think drinking violence is just such a weird. No, drinking thought. violence makes perfect sense. You're just bringing violence on yourself. You're like drinking yeah. poison. But why would you cut off your feet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? Well, how else do you drink violence? <laughs> <laughs> With your feet? <laughs> the recipe for drinking You haul out your know, foot. You cut off your feet so that the, oh, you know, gross. You can drink this, the violence. This needs to stop. You use your foot as a wineskin yes. to drink yeah. the violence. Nope, that's, nope. Anyway, we took this in a weird place. Yeah, we really did. Officially, that was not a good way to end this. It was officially this. not family friendly. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Alright, so okay. we're going to wrap up that and do a quick mix and match. Um, if you If you didn't... Uh, listen to our last episode uh, what we're what we plan on doing is whenever we talk about a bible centered topic we're going to have a mix and match which is well we'll take some random um elements mix them together make a story idea make a world building idea something like that that has to do with art um or maybe like a song idea or whatever and just something that has to do with art so that we always have a christian thing and always have an art thing and so when we do an art based episode we'll have some sort of christian quote or verse that we're gonna you know delve into just a little bit and talk about so this week we have Hannah, so we're going to do three different elements. Uh, so what we'll do then is, person on your left, you're, you're going to think of a question to ask them. Um, and then we'll, we'll all think of it, and then we'll say it at the same time when we have the answer. So. I have to think of a question? Yes, think of a question. It can be anything just about them. So like, you know, what's your favorite video game? What's your... You know, something related to that person What's that you're your least question? favorite person in this room. <laughs> okay. Lucky. Lucky is my least favorite person in this room. Even though he's not a person, he's a cat. I don't well, think anyone else is in this room. I guess I'll choose Caleb then. Dang it. What? Really? Oh, she's a girl. Oh, that's I can't, sad. I can't say that to a girl. No, that's That'd be mean. Not. Okay, anyway, anyway, think of your question. It doesn't have to be truthful as long as you don't insult a girl, right? No, that's not good logic. <laughs> Thank you. I don't approve of that logic. Open rebuke is better than... As a girl, I don't approve of that logic. You've just practiced uh, Proverbs 27. There you go. I'm telling you what I think. Okay. Anyway, questions. Um, I thought of my question. I did not. That's right. I know. It's one in the morning. It's hard to think. (laughs) What does it feel like to have your brain function properly? Um... sound like a horse and i also sound hoarse ah, ah. i got mine oh my gosh i'm slow yep 
Okay. Well, we've done this before, so you're, you're new at this. Okay. <laughs> what? When was... Is it really one o'clock? The... Yep. The... The... That says two o'clock. Don't, don't, don't say it out loud yet. Just I'm try to just think of it. To... You sure it's one o'clock? Yep. yep the clock sure. says two o'clock, so... What? That was concerning. Ooh. No, that it's definitely not two. really late. Yeah. Um... Okay, I <laughs> Don't hyperventilate. All right. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna ask my question first. Um, what's your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, man, why'd you ask me that? I don't know. <sighs> I don't have to think about it. How about we ask the question? Uh, oh yeah, that's what, actually what we did. We asked all the questions, then we did the answers. So good okay. asking. Um, what is your favorite duo in fiction? Just movie, TV show, book. Favorite duo. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question for me? Mine's, what is your favorite movie? Okay. Simple. I like it. I guess that is my brain. So wow. the answer for me is The Lord of the Rings. I knew that. Specifically The Return of the King. Yes. But I mean. Well, I mean, it's the climax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll go with First Corinthians because it's probably the one I quote the most. Okay. First Corinthians. My favorite duo. I don't really have a life verse. It's more like the verses I choose to be people's life verse. I'm just like, just dude. just come to you when you need them. And you're like, wow, this is my favorite right now. And then you have a different problem. And another verse comes to you. And you're like, oh, your favorite. Just no, have I, don't, I don't really have a favorite. I'm just like. Really? Yeah. I just kind of go through like, wow, this one's really meaningful right now. You don't have a favorite verse? No. Goodness, really? no. I don't have a life verse. I mean, Ephesians 2.10 is mine. I don't have a life verse. Uh, like, no. No one verse could contain <laughs> your life. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't make that one verse. too complex. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's like that's what everybody does. Is it's like, hey, I'll focus on this one part of the Bible. No, and, and that's not what I do. I, do. I just like I know. that verse. I know. That's why I don't want to choose that because I, I want to, I want to have that be my example of people like, hey, what's your life verse? I'm just like, I don't have I don't a life one. verse because of this. I don't yeah. call it my life verse. It's just my favorite verse. Okay. I like Ephesians two ten, and that's okay. I just disagree. Okay. What's your favorite duo in fiction, Hannah? I'm kidding. I can't currently think of any book that I've read recently. <laughs> any fiction, like right. movies. Or movie, okay. <sighs> TV um, show. Well, I also really like Lord of the Rings, so Sam and Frodo are pretty sweet. But we can't world build Middle Earth. It's already been built. <laughs> yeah, you should choose something else. Besides I Lord will Rings. try to choose something else. Well, it'd just be Sam and Frodo going at it with each other and them rebuking each other. <laughs> this is just an entire story about the Yeah, no, it, it would ju- really just be Sam saying, look, you can't do all these nasty things. <laughs> Frodo, you gotta give up the sin in your life. perverted guy in your church. Get him out of there. <laughs> Let go of the rain. Go to the great havens already. <laughs> Spoiler uh, I have alert. a favorite duo, and I just... This is really hard. Mix and match is really hard. I have never thought it. <laughs> ah! Okay. I'm going to make you two my favorite duo. Aww. Aww. Apparently, we're not real. <laughs> Your fiction is <laughs> But okay, okay. Well, we can work with that. We can work with that. Thank okay. you, Hannah. You're welcome. We're, we're I our, thought this could be We're our favorite duo. Or your favorite duo. We're our favorite well, duo. I'm, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so we got us, so our relationship, brothers. Okay. Mm-hmm. With Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, specifically. And. So it was just Sam and Frodo. And First Corinthians. Each other. 
And that's really all First Corinthians is, is somebody telling the other person what to do with their entire lives. It's just like this, 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 this. Those are all the things you need to work on. That's basically what First Corinthians is. Well, I know, because the Corinthians are having some problems. Some problems, they said. Lots of problems. All the problems. All right. So... Yeah, I know. I, I was I remembered. Um, I can't believe you unplugged the fridge. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, Return of the King. Let's think of okay. the title specifically. The Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh, a king comes back to oh, his home, here. and everybody's being stupid. Ah, and it's you and me. So one of us is the king. The other one is like his the king's brother, and they 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 come back from conquest. So it's like Dalinar and Gavilar. From Way of Kings coming back to Elicar, or, uh, Alethkar and realizing that everyone's, everything's gone to crap and they have to fix everything now. So you just smack him over it's the basically head basically just the Way of Kings. That's basically what we created. Well, not really because Dalinar and... Yeah. It was only Dalinar and everybody hated him for it. Well, yeah. Dalinar had absolutely no support <laughs> from anyone trying to do that. Well, no, but he had Gavilar who died. I know. Yeah, but the point is, if he wouldn't have died... Way of Kings? Gavilar. Gavilar dies in the first chapter. Okay, I don't remember the name. No. I definitely read the first chapter. Yeah. Okay. The the first chapter, the prologue. The Uh, the first chapter, that one kid dies. My memory failed me, and then you spoiled something I already knew. No, no, Zeth. Zeth. uh, Remember with Zeth and the the lashing, and he kills The assassin who kills the kid. He, like, lashes some guy to the ceiling and then puts up a spear. Oh, yes. And then the guy just, like, falls on the spear. I remember that. Yeah, that's the chapter. That was the prologue, and the king dies. Just kidding. It wasn't a spoiler. You still need to read that book, Hannah. I do. I actually got decently far. It's okay. What's the name of the girl? Shalon. Shalon. It's so good. Yeah, when she asked to be the tutor and then the angry lady. So. Yasna. Yeah. Started knocking so down walls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where I left off. That's, that's not very far. The very beginning. <laughs> then I, okay, then did she go back home after that? She was about to go home because the lady wouldn't tutor her. Right. And then she was like, nope, I have to get this tutoring, so yeah, I will I find a way off. to do it. And then the next chapter. I'm kidding. Wait, is that before or after the bridge thing where they are slaves and carry bridges? Not it's really. I don't know the chapters well, are inter- probably before because so. that's all I remember of Shalon, so mm-hmm. well it could have been after you just read one extra it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't you didn't read a lot and you need to read it more yeah it's, cool. it's the best it's my favorite so book good. of all time there's lots so. of things I need Anna to read it it's so good she loved it I didn't dislike it I just I know it's a huge book but it's not like you just it's read it like that that's it's, what I did. Yeah, I know, so but good. I just then I went to school. So anyway, we we've been talking about the way of kings for uh, five minutes. It's so, so, so yeah, so I, I, that's a cool story idea. I we should have that book. the two the two brothers coming back to their kingdom, and and realizing that they have to whip everyone back into shape. Yeah, <laughs> with first Corinthians. So Chase has been king in our absence. Oh dear! And everything clearly that's a step of logic you take. <laughs> yep. Clearly, there has to be a problem, right? For Chase. Yeah. Oh, poor Chase. <laughs> so mean to him. Oh, it's fine. He knows we love him. Or at least I love him. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Kidding. 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 You just love him partially. 
very harshly. According to all the verses we just read, I'm the only person who loves them. No, whatever. No, because have you, you read the love chapter? Truth in love. <laughs> Most hundred percent grace, hundred percent truth. Do. That's what my mom always says. Most of the time, and I your do. mom too. That's what my mom says. <laughs> and your mom. About seventy percent of the time, it's the truth in love. Anyway, I am. You I'll know, start. as as long as this took. I am really glad that we had this long episode because we haven't yeah. had a long episode in a while, mm-hmm. yeah. and it feels good to have a nice long episode yeah. under our belt. Again. I'm gonna be so tired tomorrow because I have to work at ten thirty tomorrow. But uh, oh yeah, you're gonna be so tired getting that nine hours of sleep. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not gonna sleep till ten thirty, or eight hours of sleep. Yeah, and I, I I've been up since six forty. Oh, okay, morning, well so. that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Anyway, so... I worked seven hours yesterday, worked five this Were morning. we still planning... Okay, anyway. <laughs> were we still planning on recording another episode? Not now, obviously, but okay. later? Okay. Try to do that before we leave. It will be an art-related episode, so stay tuned for that. Woo! It will come the week after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at Christ underscore art underscore show. Please tweet at us using the hashtag... Best friends. Um, no, no. Using the hashtag Indiana Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. I think it's one of the best things I've ever said when I did the sick thing. So we're about this close to black. Okay. <laughs> Indiana Jones with a really cool. It's, it's just the whip okay. thing, man. Okay. Hashtag Indiana Jesus. That's what I said. He was like Indiana Jones or Jonesies. G- no, I like G- Indiana yeah, Jesus. Jesus. And There's case, no other better way. In case you can't see my fingers, which you can't, it's not it's not a lot of space between them. <laughs> <laughs> Just close. Yeah. But yes, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Show and at our website at christianartistshow.com. Also on Google+, Plus, The Christian Artist. You can also find... Yeah, I know. Well, there are actually people who go on the Google+, Plus thing and interact with it. It's like Ethan, Ethan, for one. Our great fan, Ethan. Yeah. Um, so, two and a half. <laughs> yeah. And you can also find my website at calebmpowers.com. And I write various things on there. Haven't been doing a whole lot of writing on there for quite a bit of time now. But hopefully I'll be back into it shortly. Uh, also, if it wasn't a, a, a fat joke, Ethan. I was just... I don't know what the half is. It's just... It's just something. It's two and a half. I thought it was... Wait, what? <laughs> I thought you I were said, saying like I said like two Ethan. and a half people. Oh, I didn't even You didn't I get didn't understand oh, okay. what you <laughs> oh, We're tired. That's right. We're tired. The spiritual high is over. God doesn't care about what we're saying anymore, so he's not giving us His power has left us. He stopped he stopped talking to us when we said the Indiana well, Jones no, he, thing. He stopped <laughs> tapping our mental speed and wakefulness. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's how the Holy Spirit works, man. Yeah, man. He's, he just, just makes us into fair fairness. Yeah. He just makes us into fairness. It's yeah. perfect. Love it. I mean, if you think about it, we all have spiritual gifts, right? Yeah. So in basically, a way, we're, we're just like basically so all we're doing is tapping pure here. and best yeah. Dude, in a way, we're kind of like demigods. We have a god inside okay. of us. Well, oh, now you're getting into Mormonism. We just got into the blasphemy. But <laughs> <laughs> next the space thing... between your fingers just closed. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, good this morning. has been another good morning. Episode. With that, good morning. Good morning. And Hopefully, good it's night. not morning when you're. Well, hopefully it's morning. It's just not one in the morning. We're I don't know when this. I'm going to release this episode. Do it at one when in the morning. Whenever, right? <laughs> release no, it right now with all the... Uh, <laughs> with all of the that blasphemy. <laughs> and gossip and slander. Yeah.
Wow, none of that occurred. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, you're recording, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Awkward silence. And guys, wow, we're incriminating ourselves. Hey, Caleb, what happens when our dear friend Hannah comes back from college? We record two episodes of the podcast at quarter of a. Hey, Caleb, what happens when. Gosh, <sighs> Do we need to write this out? <laughs> no. We need to make one of my scripts again. Hey, Caleb, what happens when our dear friend Colin... <laughs> our dear friend college. Actually, don't like it. I don't like it. Go ahead. Hey, Caleb, what happens when our dear friend Hannah comes back from college? We recorded two episodes of the podcast at 10.45 p.m. Hi, guys. I'm stupid. What? I just... I started. It's fine. We'll it's just fine. go with it. No, do it again. This is... <laughs> Dude, say it loud, say it proud. Hey. That was so proud, man. <laughs> and loud.